Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible. And people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms. Optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption. And adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Friday, uh, uh, I wanted to wish you folks a good morning. Uh, spent the night here in a tornado warning. So it's been that kind of party since I got here. 402-464-5685. Start hand me text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. Hit me up. Uh, get us with a what up or a good morning, and we'll get into the conversation. Uh, live video streams up, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, and you can text in Sarder Sar- Sar- Heyman text line 402-464-5685 for uh, conversation. Jay Foreman, what's happening, brother? Not too much, man. And uh, we, we we're supposed to get some good weather uh, here, so we, you know we're not in the tornado watch like yourself. So, but we're all good over here. Yeah, flew into uh, thunderstorm. <laughs> uh, Bounced around all the way all in, into the landing, and then a full-on tornado warning. Uh, you know, get in the basement kind of deal uh, for about three hours last night. So it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, we'll get that done. A um, couple of things for you, Jay. Uh, I don't know if you caught the basketball Hall of Fame uh, uh, announcement. I did. I, well, I saw. Um, Ginobili and yeah. and Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I was I I, I I was trying to figure out what it was supposed to be. So Swin Cash uh, from UConn, of course, in the WNBA. Um, she's an icon in the women's game, so that makes perfect sense. Tim Hardaway, uh, George Call got in, um, of course, head coach, former NBA head coach, uh, and then Bob Huggins got in. Um, so I was kind of like, okay. Hmm. Did is there somebody missing? Is there somebody that should be in this Hall of Fame? So I'll, you know, there, there are a couple of people that were also considered. So Who Evans, the referee, of course, would have been 
um, all over the place. Marcus Johnson, who was, you know, college play of the year. Yeah. Five-time NBA All-Star. He didn't get in. Michael Cooper, who was a five-time champion, five-time first all-defense. Um, Marianne Stanley, of course, who 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 led the way for the women's game. Women's game wouldn't be what it, where it is now without Marianne Stanley. Um, and then uh, Lindsey Wellen, who was Player of the Year, four-time NBA WNBA champion, five-time All-Star, um, and a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and now you know coach. Uh, coach herself she didn't get in are are they getting this right Ooh, um i mean i don't even know if you you could say they're getting it right i don't think when i think when you have so many great candidates that don't get in you can't say they got it right um so i think it's all about timing you know and the you know this hall of fame thing is is changed over the years over the decades uh especially with the you know the media and stuff like that um some people get, you know, pushed in, you know, a little bit faster or in some cases a little bit slower. So, you know, it's it's weird, especially, you know, the name that jumps out is Marcus Johnson, you know. Um, and it's not only, obviously, his playing career is second to none, both in college and pros, but the 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 influence he had on, on, on the game. You know, he was a, one of the first stretch fours. Um, extremely physical, could do – he could play on the wing, obviously play underneath. Um, he was a guy that you definitely game plan for in a lot of ways. He was before his time as far as, you know, his skill set based on what they were doing at that point in time, both in college and the NBA. So it's, it's, and, and it's weird because he is in the media, um, but he doesn't have the outlandish personality or have anything that you can attach to him, both good, either good or bad that you can kind of say, okay, then he's you know, in the, you know, media cycle versus where you have Bob Huggins, it's extremely, you know, he's a great coach. You know I mean, let's, let's, let's not forget, um, you know, but you know, he's a big personality. And so that sometimes that supersedes, you know, a great player like, uh, Ginopoli. And then you got like Lindsey Whalen, who was essentially unstoppable, both, you know, in college <laughs> right? and pros, right. um, champion, you know, two or three times over, um, and has done great things, you know, coaching. So it's just, you know, you know, nobody's ever really – there's people that are extremely elated they got in. There's some people that are, you know, extremely disappointed. So hopefully everybody's time comes sooner than later. Um, and there's always – it's just like Pro Bowl votes. Get, people get snubbed and get looked over. This is no different. Um, it's always funny, too, that, that I'm old enough that uh, I recognize Marcus Johnson from – you know, white men can't. Oh jump, yeah, right. Oh yeah. He robs. He robs the local grocery store uh, to get him some cash. And people know. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all don't understand. Marcus Johnson's been. He's been all over the place. So, uh, I think he deserves to be a part of the conversation. Um, some of what Sip and Jake were talking about earlier, uh, and that conversation of who the best player in the NBA is, and that Giannis has the night that he has last night against the Nets. So. Where are you in the conversation of who the best basketball player on the planet is? Oh, it's either right now Giannis, Embiid, or KD. KD's been hurt, so, you, you know, you kind of can't put him in there, but KD's that dude. Same with LeBron. Um, people are sleeping on LeBron where he's leading the league in scoring and, and still putting up eight and six or eight and seven. Um, anybody else is doing that. It's a, it's a you know, the MVP is done. So, <laughs> I always put LeBron in a different atmosphere, you know, um, and then also KD as well. They're 
they're the best. But then, you know, injuries. You know, these little, you know, Nick Knight. You know, they both have been out for periods of time throughout the year. But right now, I would say it's either Embiid or or um, Giannis. And Giannis is is been in the league a while, been dominant, but he's still getting better. And the thing that I like about Giannis um, is his ability to rise up to the biggest moments. What do you think of like in the the championship last year versus other playoff appearances uh, where, you know, people would say he choked or didn't, you know, step up to the competition. He's actually feasting in those moments. Now he had a big block. I think uh, a couple, a couple games ago to win the game that was at first called a goaltending, but it was a clean block to win the game. Hit the step back three uh, last night to send it into overtime, which obviously has been a Achilles heel supposedly in his game. He's gotten better at the free throw line. Uh, but then quite frankly, you know, he's unstoppable. Um, and so it just kind of what you – I think a lot of it has depend on what you view as being the best. Um, you know, I think probably LeBron's the best overall player, you know, scoring, rebounding, assists, steals, all that stuff. Um, but then there's guys that that are right up there with KD, Embiid, and, and Giannis. But right now I'd probably say Giannis is the most dominant player, um, and Embiid is right there next to him because Embiid can do some stuff that are next next level that n- nobody in the league can do. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And that's the thing about it is uh, you get. I mean, they're both pretty much seven feet tall. Uh, the builds are a little different, but they can do everything on the court that guards can do, and and it's showing uh, with these two in a, a neck and neck race, and, and maybe Embiid's probably a little bit you know ahead of him because he's been you know that dominant from game one till right now uh, for that MV, MVP trophy. But um, Giannis is letting people know uh, last year was no fluke, and I still you know he's trying to be that dude, and um, you know, but the old guys you know like KD and, and LeBron are still you know if you. You get them into a series, um, I think they will kind of rise up, you know, above, you know, a couple of the guys I mentioned before um, because it is a seven-game series, and they have a little bit more experience than, than both of them. Could could KD do in Milwaukee what Giannis is doing? Ooh, it's hard to say because as, as great as KD is, it, it's weird because he's never played with the lack of talent that even at times LeBron played with or um, Giannis. You get what I'm saying? Middleton is an all-star, but Middleton yeah. isn't a – I could argue that is that he might not be a top 30 player. Now, he's a great compliment to Giannis. I can – I can I wouldn't say easily, but if I went through every team, I could – I know I can get 15 ahead of him. And this is no disrespect to Middleton, right? But right. there's – a I'm potentially there's another 10 – or more that are just as good and better than maybe even more than 15, right? Yeah. Whereas KD, you got to think he comes in the league. He has uh, Sir Sir Abaka, uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook himself, mm-hmm. Harden mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Kendrick Perkins. You get what I'm saying? I mean, they, that's mm-hmm. a. I mean, that's how you start your, you know, the first part of your NBA career. Then you go play with the Golden State Warriors. Right, mm-hmm. and it, and it's not just Steph, Clay, Draymond, the guys they had off the bench, Livingston, who who essentially took a backup role, but in his you know he has the best one of the best mid range game, games in you know the, his time period of playing, and all the other guys they had on on that roster, 
then he goes to Brooklyn where you're playing with Kyrie and Harden or Kyrie and um, Simmons and all the other players. You got Blake Griffin. You had um, Aldridge. You got uh, Drummond. You got Millsap. Patty Mills. You got Millsap. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it'd be I, I would I think KD would still get off. Um, I don't think he would be nearly as efficient as he is. I would say that because we saw a little bit of that where he would put he was putting up big numbers when he was uh, first in the league. I think even when they were in Seattle, but didn't have a lot around him. But they remedied that real quick. So um, I don't think so. I think Giannis is doing some things that are kind of like LeBron esque. Uh, when LeBron was playing with those Cavalier teams, that it was just LeBron and and and, was, and again, you're saying this with no disrespect to NBA players because they are the greatest players in the world. But LeBron took some Cavs teams to the championship, Eastern Conference, you know, titles that had no business going if anybody else was on that team. So I think I think Giannis is doing some great things. They had booby, you know. Don't disrespect Zdrunas Ilgauskas like that. I think he, I think Z was good. I, what I don't think is, you know, when you had, um, you know, yeah, Booby, you had uh, what Williams, Mo uh, Williams, Mo Williams. He was on on the block a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Williams, who was the? I mean, he was decent, but is he a guy that he's not sniffing an All Star game? Um, yeah, Verjao. Yeah, um, who was the guy that was from Australia that you know thought he was Dela you know, Vadova? Vadova, you know. Guy couldn't play dead, and those type of dudes. So, <laughs> um, you know, they they were all right, but uh, yeah, Shannon Brown for a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody and everybody, you know, they were, anybody with a heartbeat and a pulse. But, um, <laughs> and then you know the coach that they had, you know, they brought him from what the Italian league or something, you know. So, I think what Giannis is doing, not only with the Bucks and in a small market, and with the continued pressure of remember when he signed the big contract. And then also, um, you know, with the expectations of being a champion. So, um, you know, it is it's it is what it is. And I just got a thing from East Strick. Uh, East Strick must be listening. I like your little profile picture there, my brother. I see he's suited and booted. He's correcting me and say Mo made a all-star game. So he was an all-star. I stand corrected. Um, but I will say he was no – but Cleveland. I guess he made it. It was with it was with Cleveland, but he was no Eric Strickland, no either. He wasn't locking fools up, and he was tiny. But yes, Mo Williams was good. But is Mo Williams, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, so forth and so on? When you think of KD, and then you compare it to what Giannis had, I think what really helped them was getting Holiday. That really helped them um, because once they made Holiday, or once Holiday decide decided and believed himself that he is that dude. I think that's what, you know, put them over the edge uh, against Phoenix. And I think it's, you know, continued along um, during the season. I do think that Milwaukee has enough experience that know that they can start to crank it up here once it starts to come to playoff time. I want to do the same thing with Embiid because if you started to imagine Embiid with the Nets, Kyrie, et cetera, imagined him – with the old Thunder group, what what would the conversation be if Embiid was the guy in Milwaukee with all of this around him? Oh, it'd be. I mean, he'd be. He would. I'm assuming that he would probably at least have one title. I mean, you got to think when he was in Philly. Um, you know, Jim, the Jimmy Butler thing. I think is, you know, it's either you like Jimmy Butler or you hate him. 
and more people hate him. Yeah, yeah, I think it, everywhere he's been, Jimmy's worn out as welcome. He's even doing it down there in Miami. So, you know, I think that that hurt them a little bit because that was a good team they had. Um, and he, Jimmy and him, you know, Jimmy's a legit all-star. Jimmy, Jimmy's a legit dude to go with Embiid, and he has the right mentality. He just didn't have the the mesh of being, you know, inclusive team teammate. You get what I'm saying? With Jimmy's Embiid. an alpha alpha. Yeah, he's a he's an overblown alpha that that wants to be, and he's trying to make other alphas betas, and that's not how you win. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can kind of go yin and yang. Um, and so when you had Ben Simmons, right, with, with Jimmy, and it's no different when Jimmy was in Minnesota with Big Cat, with Cat and and Russell, I yeah, think Russell yeah. was still there. Russell was Russell, yeah, Russell's there and stuff like that. You know, you can rub guys the wrong way. Um, I think that hurt him a little bit, but the fact that Embiid is doing things and have done things and gotten better, you know, being called out by Shaq and Barkley to you know telling him that he needs to be in better shape and take better care of his body because he kept getting these you know injuries and stuff like that. You know, he took it to heart, and now you're seeing he's seeing the fruits of his labor and. He would be doing work wherever he's at, but if he got around another dude and say like a a holiday for two or three years, mm-hmm. he'd be, he'd be uh, unstoppable. You got to think he he's showing up to training camp expecting Ben Simmons to be there with Doc Rivers and trying to win an NBA championship, and this dude ain't even thinking about playing. It, yeah. it, it ain't even thinking about playing. Joel and beat in Milwaukee would fit perfectly because it's, oh him and it's, Giannis together because well even if it, even if you swapped Giannis for Joel it would work because what they did in Milwaukee was they surrounded Giannis with shooters, shooters right yeah and they surrounded him with playmakers so that he could he's able to do his thing but if he's if he's having an off night if he can't get to the rim everybody else can do it he can post up and kick it out and that's exactly what Joel does he doesn't he's not as as fast as Giannis, oh, no. but the athleticism is there. He can handle the ball pretty well for a seven footer. Right, like he's he, a he's he, a you know what you know what he is. He's a he's Boogie Cousins at his prime times three or four. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like he's fast. He's fast for that size, but Giannis is extremely fast yeah. for that size. But he's Boogie Cousins. When Boogie Cousins used to go to the hole. He's trying to rip the rim off, and that's and that's the way, way. right? And that's what Embiid can do, but I think Embiid has a little bit more, not a little bit. He has a lot more skill as far as Mm -hmm. being able to do different moves. He has phenomenal footwork and stuff like that. So we are, we did see that we got we got Strick Uh on the hotline. Uh He gonna hey look Strick, he gonna dice us up with the you know the NBA talk. You know he's gonna like man, we don't know what we're talking about. So what's up, Strick? What's happening? Yay, what's happening? What's popping? I love what y'all got going on right now. It's a good debate going on. But you was talking about Giannis earlier, man, and I um, I really peeped that because what I've been wanting to see from Giannis and why I think his his MVP uh, uh, credentials have raised to, a, to another level is because of not only what he's doing with the team, you know, winning I think like seven in a row, um, on top of that, he's expanded his game. I said two years ago, even when they won the championship, I said if Giannis expands his game, he's going to be an absolute problem. And now he's shooting step-back threes, and he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and can't nobody do nothing about it. I think Giannis, man, is, is, is definitely in that debate. I hear y'all talking about a lot of other stuff. I'm going to listen, but – uh. 
that was one of the things I really wanted to uh, speak to with regarding to Giannis. Another thing I think, fellas, is the Booker debate. Why is his name not in that? He's always been slighted. He's always been overlooked. He's always been pushed to the side. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give credence. I think he definitely needs to be in the top five right now. No question. Yeah, I agree. Booker is. Uh, I don't know whether you, you, he's not really flashy. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or uh, you can't even call Phoenix a, a small market, but it is kind of a small market team, and they're in. They have been playing phenomenal, and nobody's you know they're not getting the lead story on any of all the networks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when they, they're playing the games, but it's not leading off, right? No, um, I think they have the best record in the league. Best record in the league, but everything you hear about is KD and Kyrie and everything, so forth and so right. on. So then that hurts Booker. Um, but I think if he has a, a, another playoffs, I think he's going to be the front runner for the MVP next year. Because let me tell you something, Booker will cut your heart out. I mean, he's ruthless mm-hmm. on, on there. And they, I think that really – you know what really helps him? You can say this, Strick, or tell me whether I'm right or wrong. I think what really took Booker – or one of the things that helped Booker go to the next level is playing with CP3. Because CP3 has that dog in him, and it's kind of rubbed off on him, and then Booker's still being himself, mm-hmm. but he knows he has it in him. Is that true, or, or what do you think, Strick? I, I, would, I would have to agree. Is, is CP3 brings a calming – a nature where the pressure doesn't have to always be in, in, you know, on you. Like you can do what you do, but you don't have to overly uh, worry about other aspects of the game because CP3 can take care of that. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it allows you to just be you and be in your zone. And, and, uh, and he's a mid-range killer. Yeah. You know, CP3 will uh, get you to that mid-range and kill you. And so that's another efficient aspect of CP3 that makes the uh, Phoenix go well. And they just put some great great pieces around them. You see everybody starting to elevate their game, uh, and so it's making them – one of the issues I had with Phoenix is they needed depth. They, they In the front court, they were very bad in depth. And so once they kind of work that issue out, I think they're going to be uh, a tremendous uh, team to have to deal with in the future, no question. I'm, I'm going to ask Strick if he can hold on – or at least actually have strict call back at the top of the hour because we need to go to break. No, I, I, I'm on my way to Lincoln, baby. I'm coming. I'll be in studio, baby. Bet. <laughs> Bet. He, he, he waited for, wait for me to leave yep. and then come in. Man, look, get out of here. <laughs> All right, we'll throw it a break. Rico, tell us what's up coming up next. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.